Welcome, everybody, once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, and as always, I'm joined here today with Keith Denny and Tim Malloy. And today, we're going to be covering the absolutely crazy Last Mercenary, the latest entry in the Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> uh, series of action flicks. This just came out on Netflix. It is a French film about a mercenary who hasn't been seen from the government, the French government, in 25 years. Um, he's kind of a, um, you know, an outcast um, and is told not to come back, not to come back around. And through, you know, a hybrid of mistakes, uh, a regular bureaucrat ends up causing a bunch of chaos. It, you know, means that he has to come back onto the scene and then we have our movie. So uh, I know there's definitely among, you know, our group here, a mixed reaction to the film. Keith, I guess to start with you, what did you think of The Last Mercenary? Oh, and, and by the way, spoilers, everybody. Um, we always do spoilers for, our, you know, when we talk about film. So if you haven't seen it, we you're interested explain, in it, check it out. Explain the entire movie and people still wouldn't understand yeah. anything. Yeah, the- they yeah probably wouldn't. Yeah, like, I feel like that description that you gave, that's not the same movie that I saw. Like, I don't, <laughs> as you were saying that, I'm like, I, I feel like I watched the wrong movie because that's not what I got from it. I, <laughs> like, you I mean, mean, obviously, you know, and I skipped in, in the initial intro that the bureaucrat's mistake removes the diplomatic immunity from the sun and he no longer gets a stipend from the government. Um, yeah, but that's like, the only thing I can say is that this movie is essentially about an old mercenary that comes out of retirement to protect his son. And that's all I got from it. Now, everything else, I don't really know. Like, I don't really <laughs> understand. Like, I don't really understand what the Big Mac is. I don't oh, they, they've explained it several times. It's, it's the golden eyed secret weapon thing. And all it is, it's, it's like a device that's like a a super EMP. That's all it is. Yeah, but that's that shit kind of whack though. And I don't understand. Like so, so th- somewhere down the line in the story, I think I just got a little lost. And then I, my thing about this film is that I can deal with a movie being stupid. <laughs> I can accept that. Right. But I can't accept if the action sequences are not entertaining enough for me to accept the fact that it's stupid. Yes. Okay. That, that is, that to me is like unforgivable. <laughs> like, so you thought every action sequence wasn't, wasn't entertaining. It wasn't entertaining to make, to make up for the plot. Like, I mean, look, it wasn't gunpowder milkshake, <laughs> you know, as far as the action. I mean, it wasn't a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I what I could say, I mean, John Clyde looks good, you know, and he's still able to do the split and those high kicks, you know. And mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. But past that, it's like, I think, okay, so I didn't know. First off, I will say this. I didn't watch a trailer for this film, so I didn't know what type of movie I was going to watch. I just knew John Clyde was in it. So I expected, like, some Kumite type shit, um, you know, blood sport, um, double, what's it called? Double take. Was it a double take? What's the move with him and Dennis Rodman? But anyway, I double expected something. double something. I expected something like that at least. 
and I, and then I realized it's it's a comedy. But then I was like, is it really a comedy? And because I was, I didn't find certain stuff to be funny outside the Homer Simpson sketch. I thought that was kind of funny. I think you guys haven't. Well, well, I say I'm not going to say that for time. I'll say this for you. Uh, I mean, if you really go back and watch those '80s action films that we all revere so much, they all kind of like this. They're yeah, super that's campy. Cool. They don't make a ton of sense now. But to your point, like the action is ridiculously good, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, so I thought that that was the movie's whole intention was to be a callback to those '80s films, which I guess that what it was. But I felt like the action wasn't enough, like balls to the walls, for me to accept it being a bad plot at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like because there were certain moments where I thought well, I was supposed to care about something, and I was like, "No, nah, this is kind of stupid." And I think it's stupid on purpose. Like when his son was at his his mother's funeral, and he shows up, it's just something about that just felt stupid. Like <laughs> like so, this dude was around like this whole time. And he gives you like this little yo yo necklace thingy, and nah, he, nah the, the, it's just a chain, and he just swings chain. it around, and he like yo yo chain around, and it just felt it was it was super campy, but it's okay. Let me use this for an example, okay. like the movie Black Dynamite, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a a comedy that's based off like the era of black exploitation films, right? Now, I don't know if I just feel this way and I thought it was funny because I was black, but I thought it pulled off what it was trying to do very well, you know, in a way that I felt like maybe The Last Mercenary was trying to do something similar, but they didn't pull it off. And then I realized I don't know what they're trying to do, to be honest. So I, I have no real way of like really judging this film because I don't know what the film was trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> My my overall take of this movie is if you think like an 80s or 90s throwback parody would be funny, you should check out Kung Fury, the Laser Unicorns movie yeah. that came out a few years ago and is really, really, oh, yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, and you, you just heard a second ago the opening music from it because I started to accidentally play it on YouTube thinking about how good it was. Um, that's a really good like parody, satire, homage, whatever. This movie... 2021 is the year that 58-year-old Bob Odenkirk, who's mostly a comedian, made a way better action movie than 60-year-old Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's one of the (laughs) best fighters ever. I mean, because if you saw Nobody, um, which came out earlier this year, such a good action movie, does a lot of the same stuff of like kind of like a throwback to like an 80s, 90s type movie but so much smarter than this movie and so much funnier than this movie and so certain in what it wants to do. It's just, it's an absolutely terrific movie. And this movie is just like, it's kind of coasting on, on John, Jean-Claude Van Damme's fame, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does this weird thing where like people, they think that we want to see him as like a master of disguise, which not at all. And I think <laughs> this is like the biggest sacrilege maybe to say this, and I don't know it to be true for sure, but I felt like one reason they're putting him in so many wigs and stuff is so that it would be easier to swap in a stunt double. Because watching the well, edit, possibly. his face is not in, I don't know, I think it's in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, where there's that scene. <laughs> yeah. You know the stunt double? Yeah. The stunt double is like a little white dude. 
who's like really good for like for oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it felt like that at times. I mean, it's a guy who definitely can match Van Dam really well, but um, yeah, I thought it was suspicious how often his face was not in the shot during difficult fighting maneuvers. Right, yeah. except the kicks. He did the kicks all the time. Make sure you saw those. And to the point of what you said about Kong Fury is that we know what Kong Fury is doing. Yeah. And, and I wasn't sure. Maybe if the movie took place in the 80s and maybe if it leaned more towards that a little bit more, then I can judge it more so based okay. off of that. But but hold on. So so the, the, the thing about that, though, so I don't... The film, obviously, look, it's not... Uh, you're gonna, you know, we're not gonna look up and be like, this is the classic way to do any movie like this. Um, the film very blatantly, though, and I mean super blatantly, is like doing all sorts of 80s stuff. Like, I mean, it couldn't be more like just in your face about it. So the was the second scene, like you got the guy who's taking That's on the yeah, who's taking on the son's persona, and like, because I was like, are they in France and does it do a Florida license plate? I was really confused. Dude, when they about a third of the way into the movie there's this extended scene from scarface and it's like the red sky and everything and i'm going wait a minute this movie just suddenly got really good and then it's like oh this is scarface That's yeah, and the, and yeah he's in the room doing the the, the tony <laughs> montana quotes and stuff and oh no this the, the movie like is not only a bad movie but then it throws in a kind of great movie but then, but then remember, like at the end, it, it, it becomes self-referential. But it reminds you, like, there are way better movies you could be watching right now. Like, you're yeah. sitting, streaming a movie. Like, you can change the channel. You're not trapped in the theater. No, you you're not. You can switch over no. to at any time. But so I guess that's the thing about the movie. Like, I, re- I was sitting there with, with the, when I knew this movie was about to be just, like, off the rails, we don't care. We're just going to do whatever we want to do. It's not that scene. It's not even the second scene. It's the first scene where, like, Cause I said something, I forgot what it was. And I was like saying something real sarcastically. And then before I could even finish the sentence, Jean-Claude is like, <laughs> he's doing the splits on the, on the ceiling. <laughs> I was like, okay, they, they, they immediately go to the splits. They finna be silly. And then at the end of that scene, he's like running out with like the, the son who he, he's saving, who, you know, very clearly can't like really function because he's knocked out somehow. He puts him on the stretcher. Some dude starts chasing him because they're trying to keep, keep him from getting away. He, like, takes the stretcher and just knocks the dude's body out. And I'm like, what? And then four dudes with guns come in. He says something about the miss because you don't know at this point, but he's called the miss. He beats them up. But I'm like, okay. And then some other guys come, and they start shooting at him. And you realize, okay, he jumps off They're in this truck in, in the back of this huge bed. And then, like, the guys are shooting down at the truck that's slowly moving away. And they're all missing. And my wife's like, what are they, stormtroopers? And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, baby. We're going to get number seal in this. I don't even care. This is dumb. It's going to be totally camp. Like, yeah. whatever. I'm just going to let it rock. And the that's camp- like- Man, sorry. No, nah, what are you going to say? I'm sorry. You go. I was going to say Machete does all this stuff. And it does it so well. It's so, those right. are so good. Yeah. I, that's, see, this is my thing. They go back to my point. Like, camp is fine. But there has to be this one thing. There has to be, for one, it has to be a funny, like really funny. <laughs> See, I think y'all didn't find it funny. I think that's yeah. a part of it, though. And, and then also it has to be, for me, the action has to be on point. 
at least gory to a certain extent because that's just like Evil Dead is one of my favorite movies. But Evil Dead is technically not a good movie. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty campy. Mm-hmm. But it tell well, let me not say it's not a good movie. It's a very basic story. It's the most basic horror story you could have ever written. You know, and it's kind of silly at certain parts. And there's some stuff in it that's like raise your eyebrows or make you laugh a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't get none of that from this. And I think that if it's going to be that, that would, would have changed it from being like at least like something that you look at, and be like, oh, this kind of a cult classic. Or I at least enjoy it for its like absurdness to like just being like, what is this? You know what I mean? But see, I, I think this is not one of those movies that like if you're judging it against, I guess, like, you know, versions of like if you think of like the best version of the thing, or like I could be watching this. Some of the good version of this when I'm watching this, I think that kind of so. I think for me, I guess I wasn't going there because the thing that was really interesting to me for because I listened to it in the original track, like the French track. Yeah, I watched and, it in French too. And there's some things that I think are very specific to um, just like how they inflect and speak in like some of the jokes they have they're like they're very French and it's it's not I don't even know what to call it. it's not dry humor but there's something about like their version of humor I found amusing although and it's funny because they're doing things in their humor in France that you couldn't really do here like that joke they made about how it was a bunta uh it was a uh like so when the guy's tongue is frozen and he's like trying to go back and talk at, at the embassy with the oh, guy yeah. he knows betraying him and he's like oh he must be using like a he sounds like he's using a bunta accent and and the guy who who's uh who's I'm black there like- sitting there he was like seriously okay anyway let's let's focus on what you're trying to figure this out like or like how they they make so many for some reason i don't know why and maybe it's the french thing they make so many i'm a uh a man who's really aggressive and 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 you know getting stuff done and this and that but really you know a lot of my insecurity is like you know it's i'm going after somebody and it's really personal it's not about getting the job done it's that this guy had sex with my wife and claimed i had a little penis and all so i'm like wow that's really weird as a character motivation it's not the movie like decides it's going to just like put a lot of weird things on the table and make those things the motivations for people and i just thought that was campy and and intentional in a way that i don't think you would see from other cultures very often yeah but it's 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 just bad humor is just universal like i used to do (laughs) Aaron and i met through improv yeah i used to do improv shows and we did a show one time obviously every improv show starts off you go hey can we get a suggestion from the audience and the audience goes dildo and you know right away, terrible audience, terrible show. So you, you don't you don't think if uh, you would have taken the um, the suggestion from the crowd to have the dad dress in a wig, the other guy dress up as Tony Montana, and then pretend <laughs> that he's giving head that the dad's giving head to the son? You wouldn't have done that joke. It would have been hard because we didn't do costumes that much. But no, um, true. you know, if we had a projector, I would have done the whole Scarface thing. <laughs> throughout the the sketch i think that could have had some promise i probably wouldn't be comfortable doing the tony montana thing on stage in front of a bunch of people but i'd love to i do it in the privacy of my own home all the time i I, 
<laughs> the th- I just love that this movie is just like, first off, it's not American. So like there's certain things that like, they're just going to try and do that you're just not going to do here. And I just like, they take some bad ideas and just mesh them together. And I just enjoy watch them, watching them happen because it's like, yeah, okay, so it's like bad humor is bad humor and bad taste and this and that. But like, there's still some things, if you go back two, three decades, we look at it and be like, that was terrible, but we still laugh at them. It, like almost every Adam Sandler movie, now you go back and look at them, they're full of shit like that. I love that stuff though. I, I love like stupid bad taste stuff, but like in this movie, for instance, the bureaucrat, they go to, I guess it's his house. And for some reason he has a stripper pole and he's like this like middle-aged dude. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm a pole dancer. Like I just do this for exercise. And that's like weird and kind of funny that they just throw that in with no warning whatsoever. Yeah, it, it's, it's, just, and, it's just random. But then they switch from that to this big revelation about Jean-Claude, about the mist being Archie or Archibald's father. And there's this like actual human moment in the middle of what could have just been like, I want to watch a 50 year old dude. But I, I, th- I think that's a French thing. I don't th- see that's the thing. I don't, I, I know that's an, I don't know watching a French film, but they <laughs> do that multiple times in such a way where I just cannot believe that, like, it, it's not being done without intent. Like, they mean to do that. It's they, real, they, like, this, I don't like, know. In, you know, like, in the same way, the British don't do a lot of, hey, we're going to sit down and have a discussion about our feelings. It seems like the French begin those conversations and then immediately cut them off with something weird. Yeah, but Americans don't really do that neither, though. Like, not too much. Okay, like, wait this, a minute. This be the thing. Like, okay, so. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in, in media, not in, in real life. I'm talking about in, in media. Yeah, like, even in media, you don't, you don't tell too much about what your feelings, even in American cinema. But the thing, but the thing I'm saying, like, I, at first I'm, I'm like with you, I'm like maybe it's a cultural thing because I didn't find it funny, like even a bit. <laughs> but I found British stuff to be funny. I think Kung Fu Hustle is a perfect example of something that's campy and probably is the funniest thing I've seen in life. And it's just, I don't, I just think it just, I think it could be said that it might just universally not be funny. It's either <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought it was funny. That's what I'm saying. I think it's, it's just that or French people are not funny. I don't know. I found but, it funny. I mean, that's the thing. I don't think the humor resonated with you guys, which meant that like everything else, because the thing is the movie doesn't have a ton of action scenes. It's like maybe three, four, four action scenes probably. Or extended action scenes. I and what's say. up with him not killing people? Like that's that was, a, okay. So that that's the thing. No. They didn't explain this, but I'm like, what it, it was like he became like Kenshin Himura. Well, not a lot of people know that it was like like a wandering, you know, warrior who doesn't you know, kill. I was waiting for you to mention something that don't nobody know what you're talking about. Well, but, like, but it's, just, I, it's but, funny because like, I was actually watching. You know, they got the movies on Netflix now. Yeah, they, yeah, I, I happen to see that. And they're actually too. pretty good. They are. They are. I, I've seen clips of them. They are ridiculous. I've got to actually sit there and watch the live action. Like, like this but, shit kind of dope. <laughs> but the 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 thing is like. There, there's a lot of interesting interesting things they bring up plot wise they don't really get into like that part why did he choose to stop killing people you know the, i thought the, the one thing this movie does is really like laudable is uh there's just like a ton of people of color in this film like and not like just they got speaking parts they all got like different things they do some of them are like aspiring to do stuff some of them are just like you know it'd be great. like that one guy who's like um Kind of like the side drug dealer. He's like, I mean, so boss, when I'm gonna get the gun. Funniest I, I, line of the movie. Funniest line of the movie is when the guy and the girl 
are outside of the door while Archibald and the mist have their conversation and they're having their like deep personal conversation. And then they open the door and they catch him like waiting outside the door. And he goes, nope, this isn't where the bathroom is. <laughs> that's pretty much the only time I laughed at the whole movie. Yeah, but that, that's something that we've seen like a hundred times in every movie. Like, <laughs> sure, yeah. It, it, was, it was kind of funny when he kept saying, yeah, boss, this would never happen if you gave me a gun. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah. It's just honestly, like, I, I enjoy, that's the thing, like, the smaller things about some of the characters, like, I'm not saying it was amazing writing, that's not what I'm getting at, but it was just, like, some of the quirky things they allowed them to do, or personality traits they allowed them to have in different parts, like, I thought that they fit what they meant to do in that moment, and, you know, and like I said, the thing that just really stuck out, just on its own, like, it's not like the movie makes a big deal of it, all the time like so you know um so Jean-Claude's uh wife in the film is I believe Sudanese and then um who's they, wife? huh who's wife no wife I'm sorry well the, the woman who he fell in love with is not his wife but like he remember he was saying he wasn't ready to start a family Archibald's mom the baby she's holding is Archibald and that's the one okay. that they give diplomatic community all that so she was fine with her little Rap thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> no, he's talking about the burka, but the uh so basically though, you know, they got her, of course they got the child, they got uh Archibald's friend, then they got her friend, then you had the the actual bad guy trying to sell stuff, then you had well, there's the bad guy trying to sell stuff. There's the guy who took Archibald's identity. Um it's kind of on and on. There's like a couple other characters who like are actually just present in the film. And nobody's like, dang, another black person here. Like race never comes up, but it's like, it's a constant thing that's happening. And it's also one thing that's weird is, you know, in, in America, we had this thing going on where like every time we do something, our stuff in our military, we mentioned, for example, Afghanistan, or we mentioned Iraq, or we mentioned, you know, certain places where, you know, you know, um, soldiers are stationed. Like we just kind of know that if you're not an American, you watch an American film, people mention these countries, you might not know what they are. The funny thing is here, the similar thing happens though, where the French do have occupation in Chad, for example, and other places they mentioned that he was a mercenary at. And so there's just all these other little cultural things I was picking up like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Oh yeah, that's interesting. And again, like, does that make it like as a package good? It's, look, no, I'm not saying like it's this great, amazing movie. I just think there's some little bitty things it's doing that are, you know, like worth saying, okay, like they did this fine, they did this fine. I will say though, the fact that this movie <laughs> by the end does not care about the person who stole Archie's identity, like he just disappears. <laughs> I was like, all right. So the guy who chiseled and, and looks like he could be like a last boss battle or something, he just comes out, shoots some movies real quick, says some other like generic uh, Tony Montana stuff, and then you just never see him again. He get he getting knocked out at the spa, and that's the last time you see him. Yeah, like none. Yeah. He just doesn't. Come, oh, because they say he, they flew him back. That's right. They flew him yeah, back I'm to the country. He'll be like like you said. I think he'll be the last guy that John Claude fights for some shit. He fights some same bozos that he fight throughout the whole movie. That's really the only people he really just throw hands. Exactly. At yeah, yeah. If he, well, who who could even fight back a little bit? Except yeah. the, the women. The women were kind of giving us some business for a second. He got distracted. My and everybody in that movie, I'm gonna be honest with you. The first time I ever watched an action movie, and I was like, I feel like I could serve everybody in there. <laughs> like, because it's like everything they threw was super slow. No, like, so look, like, hold, I hold, never hold, was like, let me say this, let me say this. People badass, like, this, I never really felt that way. 
there's this moment like all right because I, in my head, I kind of was thinking that a little bit, but there's this moment that really does happen in like the last action sequence where like there's the black guy he's fighting against constantly, and he does this swing across the table, and he telegraphs that shit so slowly. Like I was like, damn, like I could see that. I'm gonna be honest, man. I fell asleep. Like I never, <laughs> I had to like, it's, it's very rare that I fall asleep on an action movie. If I do, it's because I'm tired. I'm watching it late at night. But this is what I'm telling y'all. I was fully up. It's the middle of the day. I'm fully rested and I still fell asleep. But you know, I think the, the <laughs> problem though is it just doesn't, as you guys are pointing out, it's not just simply to me the quality of the action sequences. I think overall, like, none of them are below average to me. They're all average or just slightly above average. But there's just not enough of it. Like there's so much focus and, and then refocus on certain aspects of like, you know, like this immunity and then who does what not. It's just like, it's, oh it's kind of like, cares? yeah, it's not super important. Um, I would have cut out at least a few of those things to add like at least one more action scene. And the thing is, because the only person who's really fighting on the so-called side of good, at least from the protagonist perspective that we're looking at, um, I want to conserve somebody as Jean-Claude. So it's like, you know, uh, you really never get a sense of like, like true excitement. And also, like you said, uh, Keith, you keep saying the same two baddies over and over. It's like, did he not whoop them hard enough? Like, it's almost like that he's not like having a higher skill ceiling that he has to hit. But to, to get further, you know, the reason they have so few fight scenes and they have all this dumb stuff about bureaucracy that no one cares about and way too many characters in the French government featured is they're stretching. You feel them stretching all the time in this movie, like the scene where the guy's on the scooter in his underwear that goes on forever and is so not funny and so boring. Oh man, I like this. Just trying to stretch. They're just like, how do we get a it? Few it is longer than it movie. needs to be. It definitely is longer than it needs to be. I did like that scene, but it's longer than it needs to be. I kept thinking about when director Uwe Boll um, started boxing with film critics. Mm-hmm. He was like, if you don't like my movie, fight me. And I really did like somehow my head went to the same place as Keith <laughs> where he was like, could I fight these people? I was like, if I talk shit about this movie and Jean-Claude Van Damme somehow runs into me and is like, let's go, bro. Like, let's fight. Would I do it? <laughs> I want to do it because he um elderly. You yeah, know, <laughs> for one. Man, serve everybody on here. If we fought him together. Man, I, I, don't, I really don't <laughs> believe that. I think- <laughs> <laughs> Man, he would kick us so fast. He kick us in our blind spot. We wouldn't even see the kick coming. Bro, I can't. probably kick. true. The kick comes, it, it comes straight up. Like, you kind of like looking for like a punch to come from that direction. That's something straight up in your grill, like from that far down. But it's anyway. bad that I watched the movie and even had that thought. Like, could I take Jean-Claude Van Damme? Who is? Y'all, y'all, y'all must have been. Know. Oh, drinking some real hard liquor. <laughs> like I, when you let it I was, I watched this whole movie on a stationary bike because I was like, I can't justify <laughs> watching this movie unless I'm doing something else. It's like, I gotta, I have to move. 
I gotta <laughs> be doing something useful with my time because wow. this movie is not doing it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, I don't know if Aaron ever knew about this, but you know, he always had beef with um Jason David Frank, the guy that played um Tommy in Power Rangers. Who who had beef with him? John Claude Van Damme. They oh, almost what? got to fight. Like oh, literally what? every time they see each other on on site, they about to scrap. Man, look, I got plenty of respect for, for that man, but he ain't trying to he ain't trying to do that. Who ain't trying to do what? Dude. Look, I know y'all, you know, we, we tell the jokes, but that man biceps are about, a, you know, as big as my thighs. Who, Jason Frank? Hell no. I'm talking about John Clark. I ain't trying to fight him. Are you serious? Bro, do you not? Jason Frank will kill this man. <laughs> but, Dude. Like John Clive Van Damme. He's a different weight class. What are we talking about? They are the same size, dude. No, they not. Look it up. John Clive Van Damme. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna mute, I'm gonna mute this keyboard. John Clive Van Damme is five ten. I yes. don't know why I know that. Jason David Frank is five eleven. They about the same size. He's younger than John Clive Van Damme is sixty year old. This dude is forty seven, and they both martial artists. Okay. If I was gonna bet, money, I didn't know Jason David Frank was two hundred fifteen pounds. And, okay, and, and he um and he's um trains in mixed martial arts and UFC. He will pump will. Well, to kill this man if it if in a real life fight. If I was to bet money, that's all I'm saying. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he might slip and hit him with a roundhouse kick and knock him out or something. But now I'm a little thrown off. This says Jean Claude is only 176 pounds. That's hard for me to believe. Yes, he looks I'm bigger than that. To believe I'm a hundred, I'm 185 pounds. Yeah, and John Claude and I are almost exactly the same size. I think. Uh, yeah, John Claude probably just has, you know, for especially for his age, he has a nice, you know, he's muscular. And this stuff. also says Jason Statham is only one hundred and seventy pounds and five ten. I, I believe the height, but the weight that I'm having a hard time. How can uh, you not believe the weight? Muscle weighs more than fat. Sure, but like, so like if you if you majority muscle and like what ten percent body fat. Then that makes sense. And if you're only 5'10, 5'10 ain't that tall. That's an average man height. That's how big I am. So these metrics feel feel fishy to me, but maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I got the wrong perception. I'm not saying I can take Jean Claude Van Damme. I'm saying that thought shouldn't even cross my mind. All I know, if Jean Claude Van Damme got problems with me, I'm not finna not fight him. If he try to, (laughs) that's all I'm saying. Cause, cause, but I'll be afraid if, if not that he gonna hurt me, but he's sixty years old. I would, would anybody fight a sixty year old man? I would, you know, out of respect, I'd just be like, dude, sit down. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I can think of some reasons. <laughs> oh, you facing <laughs> out people doing movies and stuff. Like, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm in the. No, see, you basing fighting John Clown Van Damme off watching movies. I'm basing what I said about fighting a 60 year old man. I mean, people can get wrong with you. You can be too young and too old for all kind of stuff, but everybody can get ass whooping if the wrong situation come up. But I'm saying I wouldn't be too quick to fight a 60 year old man, not because of what, because he, he's a martial artist, but because he's a 60 year old man. I'm not you know. saying you would instigate it. I'm saying this shit might happen that you ain't trying to have happen, but he run up on you. But if he, yeah, if he run up on me, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, um, defend myself. Yeah, I, I mean, you, 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 you know, wouldn't hurt a fly, you know, if it didn't get in your food, but then you gotta slap it down. 
I got in a really big COVID argument with a guy at Ocean State Job Lot, which is like the New England Walmart, basically, um, who was like not observing any of the rules that we were asked to observe. And it just like escalated more and more that we were like yelling at each other. And he was like, let's go in the parking lot. And it was like such a total, this is a complete no-win situation. Like if I beat up this 60-year-old man in a parking lot, everyone's going to be like, that guy's a dick. Did you see what he did to that 60-year-old? You just can't win. You can't win a fight with a 60-year-old man unless you're 70. Or unless you learn jujitsu and you could just put him to sleep easier. That's but then you cut off the what man. You choke them out and they don't wake back up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that back. That's like, I, I'd rather just, just you know, give give somebody old like a, a quick one two than put them to sleep because shit, they might not get up. Yeah, but that one two might put them, might kill them. One two better than cutting off the oxygen. Temporarily. <laughs> Temporarily. I have my oxygen cut out. And I'm, I'm perfect. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm pretty sure people understand what chokeholds do, I think. But some people don't. This is I why I respect that. your elders is in the Bible. Yeah. Respect what? They respect, respect your elders. elders. Look, look see, he's my respect. Well, see, he don't respect elders. Just respect your elders, man. But, yeah, he, he got into it with um the Green Ranger a couple times. Like, now I gotta look this up. I don't know if, man, if look, anybody look else is Googling this. Look it up on YouTube, man. There's man. a YouTube of them. Oh, like on, on, on site, he be trying to fight this man. They don't like each other. I if I'm John Claude Van Damme, I would not no disrespect to the Green Power Ranger, but I would not be in a feud with the Green Power Ranger. It's just it just feels like punching below your weight, even if it isn't. <laughs> yeah, because well, Jason David Frank, oh, he two hundred and fifteen pounds. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I was looking at some images of him. He really has done like some Miss Martial Arts, I guess, recently. But see, again, I don't know how current this stuff is because I'm sure Jean Claude has been bigger than that in the past. Like, I mean, no, he hasn't. Not been that big, man. People look bigger oh, on geez. pictures first off, and yep. then like, like I said, muscle way more. So he may, I probably the biggest he ever been probably been one ninety. Yeah, I don't think he'd been 200. Yeah, but that, that's a even that can be a big difference, like that 15 pounds. Cause like 200 on me, I'm like huge. Cause I'm not, I'm that size. I'm they height. So I'm not 200 on me is pretty big. Yeah. Look, well, I think this probably be a good uh place to wrap up. We can spend 10 minutes damn near, I think, talking about uh imaginary fights. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is like probably the first time I think overall we've had like a negative view of a film for something we didn't talk about. <laughs> this look here's the thing i think they would say this ain't really worth watching because it put them to sleep Correct. it definitely has moments just like it's really like taking its time but if you're into campy humor that you're not gonna get to see most of the time anymore because everybody's gonna try to cancel folks it's got some of that for you it's got you know <laughs> a couple of scenes of stuff that they're pretty cool there's a lot of representation in it that's really interesting um but you know, you're not here for the plot. Trust me. Like it is, it's hard to explain, and it's really convoluted. In the in the thing we didn't really talk about was that father son relationship. Um, it's it's just not very engaging, and it's mostly because they don't give the son a ton to do other than like complain about not being cared for. Which is like, I mean, do I told you I was saving the country? I mean, what do you, what do you want me to say here? Uh, but I don't know, and I still don't understand exactly what got him. Intro. 
oh, I just realized something about that. That was a deal, though. I thought it wasn't, and now I'm realizing that's what was happening in that scene. Okay, that's super weird. Okay, the ball and whatever operation. Anyway. Um, Cup and ball. Operation yeah. Cup and ball, which they never yeah. really brought up again after the They opening. did. Operation Cup and ball was something that went wrong, but it ended up being the thing where uh, Jean-Claude ended up um, uh, copulating with the dude's wife, so that's why he was always obsessed with getting revenge. Prequel. I'm oh I watched that prequel. It sounds funny. Um <laughs> get get some revenge of the nerd people on it. But uh all right, so if y'all made it this far, we appreciate you. Um would love for you to, you know, let people know that you checked it out. This is definitely a weird episode though, gotta say. Very my weird game, one. My what nothing would make me happier in the entire world than if people listen to this entire episode without having seen the movie. And then do not <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I feel like there was a point, you know, we look at all the big releases coming up. Like, I really do think we should do Suicide Squad uh, yeah. next. And not just because you just got through doing some stuff with James Gunn, not just on the Movie Maker podcast, but also in, in the magazine, uh, which everybody should check out, both of those things, both Movie Maker magazine and the Movie Maker podcast. But uh, we should definitely do Suicide Squad um, once it's released. Agreed. 100%. So that should be next week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this this was, uh, you know, quite an experience. I think you'll you'll really feel good about the other movies we talk about overall. Uh, but, yeah, this was not the strongest. I think it's cool to have some, some ones a little <laughs> off the wall sometime, though. If you listen to this podcast instead of watching that movie, you're probably doing something else with your eyes. Like you're probably walking or driving or something like that. So that's good. You didn't really lose any time. And right. next game of about 50 minutes, because the movie's about an hour, 52 hours long. This is about an hour long. Yeah. I think we saved you some time. I could have been watching Power. <laughs> I will say, uh, I, I, I kind of laughed out loud when the car scene happened because it's the bad version of the gunpowder milkshake version of that same scene. Kinda. Definitely. Like <laughs> the gunpowder milkshake version of that is so much better. Like it, I mean it's it it's it can't even touch this one. Yeah, man. I mean, we got some other action movies coming out. I see that movie Kate, that looks pretty good. From the trailer so we got other stuff coming out so yeah so i'll be coming down the line and oh so you know we would we're closing out but so keith if you could let the people know where they can find us on the social all right well we on instagram at the low key pod you can follow us there yep yep and uh you know of course we just talked about some of the movie maker stuff coming up tim anything else that would entice people to check out uh the site this week um Margot Sapel has been writing a lot of stories about some very weird shows on Netflix lately, like the UFO show that is very much worth reading about. Uh, I think her summaries might be better than the shows themselves in some cases. Uh, Cocaine Cowboys, we just posted an interesting story about. Yeah, I just yeah. saw that uh, got released, so I need to check that out. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of interesting docuseries coming out this week on Netflix, and uh, we'll try to give you some some guidance on what to watch. <laughs> All right, cool. cool. Damn, man, you know, we definitely from ever said that in sync. Uh, all right, well, we'll holler at y'all on the next one. Likely Suicide Squad. Can't wait to watch it and uh, get some impressions. <laughs>